Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And now, tonight's presentation of radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. prison in the world. We call it The Man with the Steel Feet. So now, starring John Daner, here is tonight's suspense play, The Man with the Steel Teeth. Now, just a minute. 
I've been here two days without a word as to why I've been arrested. I want an explanation. But I'm an accredited correspondent. My paper is in order. You know that. Now, what about it? I gave up. They had no intention of dealing with me until they were good and ready. I could see that. I watched the man behind the desk, Inspector Golovin of the MVD, a small, round little man in a badly fitted gray suit. Gold-rimmed spectacles magnified his brown eyes. And when he smiled, his full lips uncovered the most fantastic set of stainless steel teeth I ever laid eyes on, full uppers and full lowers. Then the morning feast was over. Dear Luttrell, how pleasant to see you again. Again? We've never met. You know it. I see we shall get on very well. Why am I here? A legitimate question. You are here to confess. Confess to what? Shall I read it to you? You you have written my confession? Uh, No, 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 my friend. These are the charges, only the charges. The confession is up to you. With my help, of course. You are interested? Go on. Mm. Uh, from the office of Mexico, the inspector, this is almost over first office. No, this does not concern you. Attested to by the following officers of the people's state, it does not concern you. Ah, subject. Concerning the activities of one Arthur Henderson Luttrell, correspondent of the INA in the United States of America, resident of Moscow three years here and after collective. One, that on the morning of August 21st, 1952, the accused was observed by witnesses in an exchange of objects with his regime engineer, former member Ukrainian People's Agriculture Cooperative, while standing near north entrance of the Walker Palace. A little man droned on, unreeling paragraph after paragraph of nonsense. Names of people I've met as a reporter or official function on the street, or anywhere. Names of people now dead or awaiting execution. It wasn't until this thought came that it dawned on me what my crime might be. And in the last paragraph, Golovin confirmed it. That Arthur Henderson Luttrell is accused of the crime of espionage and the encouragement of sabotage. That, by the use of personal influence, he contributed to the deviation of 12 individuals since convicted, sentenced, and in four separate instances executed for crimes of treason against the state. Well? Very clever. Nothing clever, my dear friend. Merely a recitation of facts. Do you or do you not confess? Do a trumped-up deal like this? No. Not on your life. <laughs> on your life, Mr. Luttrell. So far, if you are. Oh. You have been asked the question, my dear boy. Oh. Do you or do you not confess? <laughs> Go to the devil. He's Choraz. Confess. No. Confess. No. 
anything in exchange for a night's sleep. You will confess. You will read from this paper. Then you will sleep. No. You will read the following. The charges brought against me are true. No. I am guilty of sabotage. Read it, Mr. Luttrell. No, read it. I... I... am guilty of and, and the use of personal influence. Go on, go on. Then you will sleep. And the use of... No. No, it's not true. It's not true. I... I... And I awoke to find myself back in my cell. I noticed something was strange. Something, something, something different about my cell. An unnatural stillness. It took an effort to focus on the moment. I saw what it was. My cell door was open. Just a crack. But it was open. It had always been closed and double locked each time I was returned from questioning, but now it was open. Reason told me it was another way of torturing me. It was, it was a trap. But I had to try. Cautiously, I stepped out into the broad corridor and I moved past the line of cells. If, if I could reach the bronze doors. The bronze doors. Outside. Escape. And then, I was standing before the open door of the office. It was empty. No Golovin. Nobody. In the corner behind the desk stood the coat rack. On it hung an overcoat and a black hat. I took them and I put them on and walked out to the bronze doors. I was outside. Except for a black limousine that stood across the parking area. The place was deserted. Nobody. My first thought was the embassy. If I could get to the embassy, I'm safe. I looked again at the limousine, an official car of the MVD. Trying to be as casual as possible, I went over and looked in. The ignition keys were there. I got in quickly and stepped on the starter. I drove carefully, alive to the fact that the city had a thousand eyes. It was early morning. Few cars were on the streets. And suddenly the welcome sight of the embassy came into view. It loomed large and took shape as I approached. There was a car parked in front of the main embassy entrance. I pulled up behind it. I was about to set the handbrake when I saw something that turned my blood to water. Not 40 feet from me, leaning against the stone post of the entrance gate was a man in an overcoat 
absorbed with a small hand mirror in which he was examining his teeth, probing here and there with his forefinger. It was Inspector Golovin. Chicago. 
Not morning, it is two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> How do you feel now, eh? You sleep good. <laughs> you can stay awake now. I'll give you a cup of coffee. An angel. Oh, never mind the angel talking here. Thanks. Oh, first cup of coffee I've had in two months. Now you must tell me, Chicago, what where do you come from? Where do you go? <laughs> the old Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, Your question is where do you come from? Where do you go? Like old Cotton Eye Joe is an American folk song. Oh. <laughs> Sit down, Maria, and I'll tell you. I admit you, Chicago. And when you came in last night, I was very happy. You're still as beautiful as ever, Maria. But I am wrong to talk this way to you. Everything was finished two years ago, and so it must remain. I still think we were fools. Forget, forget. Now, you're in a lot of trouble, huh? Yeah, a lot. Um, you talk in your sleep. Oh, what did I say? Oh, I could not understand everything, but uh, you keep on killing a man. <laughs> Golovin. Golovin, yeah, that, that is the name. You must hate him to kill him so much. Well, he gave me a lot of trouble. Oh? Um, what do you look like? Oh, he's a small man, quite small. Maybe a, a little fat? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, does, he, uh, does he wear glasses? <laughs> I really talked to my sleeping night. No, no, but, uh, but there is such a man outside in the street who, who looks like that. Wait, wait, I go look. He's still there. Come look, but be careful. Don't let him see you. Across the street, you see? Oh, he has been there all day. He, he was there this morning. An inspector for the MVD. MVD. I've got to get to Berlin. Yes, you must be faster. Maria, can you help me? I, I think so. I know someone. Can he be trusted? Yes, you know my brother, Ronislav. But he's with the communists. Oh, I shall let you decide that when you meet him. <laughs> Not a word from you. You 
saved my life, Maria. I'll never forget. So, give me peace now. Come, come, come. Let us go. Goodbye, my beautiful Chicago. led me down the stairs and out the back door to the alley where his car was parked. There was no sign of Golovin, a relief to be sure, but still a surprise since both of us half expected to see him. Maria's brother had done a first-class job arranging my escape. From Warsaw to Berlin was a cruise, clear sailing all the way, and it was a lovely summer night when we arrived in Berlin. We drove as near to the line, dividing the sectors as we could. I got out a handshake between, between us, and Bronislav was gone. I started walking to the end of the street, the end of Soviet influence. Ten yards away, I rounded the corner, and... Good evening, Luttrell. Golovin. The little man blocked my path so I couldn't get by. His hands were thrust deep in his pockets, a frightening smile on his face. So now it is the end of the road for us. No, Luttrell? For a while I thought this moment would never come to pass. But now it is all over. As he spoke, he withdrew a small pistol from his pocket, balanced it casually in his hand, and continued talking. This is the end for me. To think, Luttrell, I allowed you to escape, so... So you could shoot me at the end of the road. Quite the saddest, aren't you? I allowed it so that I could make my own way here. Look, don't, don't play games, Colovin. Games? No games. This entire thing was planned for my escape. Your escape? Mine. By following you, I could give the impression that I was only doing my duty by pursuing an escaped prisoner. A prisoner who, by chance, you understand, led me to here. <laughs> you still do not believe me, do you? I just don't get it, Mr. Luttrell, in my country, it is bad to lie. Soon my colleagues would have seen the things I could no longer hide, and then would come the purge, the purge of me. <laughs> I had to leave before that could happen. So, now... I find it kind of hard to swallow, I'll tell you that. Here, hey, take my gun. Take it. Now you believe? So come, my dear boy, we cannot stand here. Let us go across the road. You see... I need you to vouch for my story when I am questioned. Uh, one thing, Golovin. Yes? Uh, what would you have done if you had found that your colleagues were closing in on you? I would have seized you immediately and taken you back to Lubyanka. You were never exactly uh, what you would call safe, Mr. Luttrell. You were my insurance. Yeah. the American sector? It is. My territory now. Then we must see the military police, and I give myself up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they would like to have a talk with you. So now, my dear boy. Now wait, wait. Wait a minute, Golovin. Uh, wait. <laughs> why, why did you do that? A lot of reasons. You figure them out. 
knuckles hurt. They were bleeding. Golovin sat on the pavement looking stupid. I turned to go, and as I did, he took his hand from his mouth. His full lips hung slack, revealing his steel teeth bent grotesquely out of shape. I shuddered and went to find the military police. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.